reproductive stuff, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's basically, like, flower sperm, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, imagine, like, getting, like, flower jizz up your nose and having to fuck it out. Oh, no. That's the worst <laughs> sentence I've ever said. <laughs> you are listening to Not Safe for Writing. The podcast where we review the best of the worst fan fiction. Ruby made me do this introduction. She didn't think it was professional enough. I just want this up to go with the music. Shut up, Ruby. It's quite long music. Shut up, Ruby. <laughs> Weird. Ruby Martin and Emma Moran. Don't say my name for me. I'm Emma Moran. You remove. What? <laughs> it's so ominous to begin it. <laughs> I didn't know how to start. <laughs> oh, I was like, is this some weird Star Trek reference I'm not no. getting? No? Okay. No, no, I just wanted to assert my dominance early in these podcasts. <laughs> oh, right, okay. As if, like, there was some question about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, writers, um, writers, uh, listeners, fuck, fucked it up already, let's just start again. <laughs> I was going to say, listeners, um, just... Let's do a poll and see which one you think is the top in this podcast. <laughs> who's the top and who's the bottom out of the two of us? I think we're equals. I think we're just having sex side by side. Like, what, on movie? our side. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that? Is that a position? What, is it like, lying on your side? Yeah, you can do it. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can. Um, but it's, I think, really difficult. and Because it's like, you're going to have to sort of pull yourself like one of you is gonna to have to pull yourself up and down sideways like a seal. Oh yeah, that wouldn't be very sexy, really, would it? No, I think also I think if you're spooning, apparently, I think it's slightly easier. But oh uh, yeah, no, that makes that but, makes more you sense. Know, I only know it's from the vast. No, I mean like front to front, <laughs> front to front, <laughs> like a sandwich. No, yeah, it's just just like two seals just bouncing off each other. Hot. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Hot stuff. I know all you listeners at home are here for our candid sex chat. <laughs> Going to bring you one new terrible position every week. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the illustration for this week. It's just two seals. <laughs> Humping. Yeah. Oh, what are we doing this week then, Ruby? We, are we... Doing, I don't know the theme I don't tune. know the theme. Star Trek! Yay! The Final Frontier. Which series is that? Or is that just that's, that's Star Trek. It's all the Star Trek. Oh, okay, it's... right. Because, you know, like, they have all the titles. Like, what's what's the one that has a Jean-Luc Picard in it? That's, like... That was I, like... Don't really... I, I don't I think it's good to point out now that we're not massive Star Trek fans. <laughs> no. I... I enjoy the concept. I've seen, like, you know, a couple episodes in the movies, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I remember seeing... I've seen a couple of the ones with um, Patrick Stewart, Jean-Luc Picard, mm. and... Uh, yeah, I've seen one or two of the films because there's one he did with Shatner. There was a genuine film where it's like the two of them meet and because Shatner's on this planet. I, I, he's playing some version of, you know, uh, Kirk, but I don't really remember anything except there was in the desert William, like a podgy William Shatner was there. I mean, that's most of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the desert and a pudgy William Shatner is there. Yeah. I mean, he was less pudgy to begin with. <laughs> Was he? Um, nah, he was always... He, nah, he was, he was buff. He was, like, a... a uh, he was thick. He was, like, a 60s beefcake. Because yes. beefcakes were really in, but, but, like, around that period. It's like original they? dad bod. Ah. Beef yeah. bod. Yeah, and more the alien titties. <laughs> so many alien titties. Actually, I watched, um... Rosalind showed me one of the really old episodes. Um, Rosalind's our friend. She's on the Doctor Who episode. If you yeah, if you remember. Check her out. Really annoying. Um, <laughs> and she... Um, she showed me, like... We watched on, um... I had a projector in my room. Do you remember uh, that? Yeah. Um, and... All the men are wearing so much makeup. 
Really? I mean, like, like pan stick, mascara, blusher. Oh, wow. Like, I think it was just because the cameras in the 60s were so bad. You needed that to, like, see people's expressions. Uh. Um, but because it was, like, remastered and, like, in oh, HD, no. it just, like, they went to the Mac counter. Oh, no. In space. <laughs> I just I like the idea though that they draw the ex- they were just drawing the expressions on with makeup like the faces <laughs> weren't actually moving the whole time they were basically just animating them in real, yeah. real time yeah. yeah just big human animations what do, you, what do you think about space what do you think's out there uh, probably a lot of stuff I imagine I mean you're not wrong yeah I mean I did do a level of physics so I know there is some some stars and some planets and it feels like statistically there's probably other life forms it seems like it's it's weirder if there isn't mm. i think know? the problem like what is is though they're probably just so 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 far away mm. it's like our technology can only go so far like you know we can go maybe like around you know as far as like certain parts of our little galaxy so it's probably a lot of them at similar points where like the amount of like they just haven't gotten that far yet, you know. Yeah, or they've already died. Yeah, or they've like seen our culture and like fuck that shit. I'm not getting involved. Yeet. <laughs> they will clearly nuke us <laughs> if they like think we're any kind of threat. So bye, bitch. <laughs> bye. Although we we might just be like the first intelligent species to ever evolve. You know what I mean? Because mm. the universe is only thirteen billion years old. You know. Mm. So that's not, that's not, and, and it's going to technically be like trillions upon trillions of years, hmm. like in existence. So that's really not that old. I guess, yeah. I think, yeah, they're probably at different developmental stages. Like, you know, they might be like in our best sort of dinosaur era sort of thing. So they just haven't gotten like the thumbs yet. Or like their intelligence is just like so different like that maybe the thing is their moral system might be completely different so they might not put a priority in finding other people they're like we we're cool by ourselves yeah or they might like eat through their butts and poop out of their mouths <laughs> and they see us and they're disgusted they're like, what the f- that's fucking gross oh my look at these disgusting animals uh you know star trek had the first um interracial kiss on television with between um Kirk and Ahura. Is, was Kirk and Ahura always, like, are they, were they a thing originally? I don't, I, I thought, I think in the episode it's more like, because um, I think the only reason it was acceptable was that it was some kind of like, sort of like, oh, space is making them do it. Like, it's some kind of like, infection The OG or... fan fiction trope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there, there was definitely like a, sort of, oh, they're like under a spell or something, so otherwise people would be like. Uh, yeah. But apparently, um, uh, what's his face, Pudgy, Dad Bod. Oh, Shatner. Beef bods, Shatner. Um, they were going to cut the kiss completely out of the script and he, like, really fought for it to be on TV. And I think he actually... No, no. Oh, it's such a great story. He, um, they, they did the, the kiss for, like, a take to be like, okay, we'll have that as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably won't go for it, but we'll have it on tape in case we want it. And in every other take where they didn't kiss, Shatner deliberately fucked it up and made funny faces so that they couldn't use any other take. Wow. Yeah, it's like it's generally a really, really nice story. Yeah, that's yeah. nice, lovely. I feel bad now that we made fun of his dad bod. Oh, it's a good bod. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the thing, men. We, you know, women like dad bods. Yeah. How else do men become dads? Fuck me, the logic on that is flawless. <laughs> Give this girl a degree in philosophy. <laughs> Nobel Prize. <laughs> Foucault is just turning in his grave, being like, "Why the fuck didn't I think of that?" Oh. On that bombshell, shall we begin? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What do we want to start with? 
So this is called Behind the Curtain mm-hmm. uh, by Arielise, mm. I think. Is that the kid from Twilight? <laughs> Arielise. Arielise. No, I think... That's a part of a woman's breast. Uh, <laughs> easy mistake. And confusingly, the avatar is a picture of Hermione Granger. <laughs> Maybe that's how you spell Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but the, the description of this story is, I think, the best thing about it. Okay, here's this. Kirk and Spock are hit by sex pollen. <gasps> yes. I love it already. <laughs> and Dr. McCoy monitors them in a purely medical capacity. Mm, yeah. Medical. <laughs> I was just talking with Rosalind the other day, and um, we kind of like a running uh, running joke where if anything happens, it's um, we sort of put an adjective before daddy in the phrase, choke me daddy. Um, and <laughs> we were talking about hay fever, and one of us just said, mm, choke me, Paul and daddy. <laughs> Which is the best description for hay fever ever. <laughs> Never heard. Um, it's weirdly apt. It is weirdly apt. Yeah, it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is space sex pollen. Yes, I love it. So let's just see how this this bad boy winds out. Leonard McCoy was a doctor, not a voyeur, but it was hard not to pay attention to two beings having sex in a sick bay. McCoy watched Kirk and Spock's vitals as they fucked behind a privacy curtain. <laughs> I love that. That his first priority sex work was check the vitals. They could be dead. <laughs> God, their heart rate is off the ch- Okay, I see why this is happening. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Also, like, it's not very... Like, what's the point of having a privacy curtain if you're monitoring everything about their encounter? Yeah. Might as well just, just have a watch. Have a watch. And he was certain he was in the running for the unluckiest doctor in the fleet. So is he unlucky because he can't join in? Or is he unlucky because he doesn't like to watch from fuck? I guess we'll find out. Mm. Maybe his opinion will develop over the course of the story. Ooh. Sex pollen, of all things. <laughs> Can that be the title? <laughs> yes. Yes. Usually the, the title is something we say that's funny, but this is nothing's going to top that sentence. Sex pollen, of all things. Of all things. <laughs> On a Tuesday, right in front of my salad. <laughs> Little spores floating around their systems, compelling them to find physical release in each other, or die. What? Ruby what? was drinking water just then and did a literal spit take. <laughs> Wait, sorry, this... So what... What is... What? How does that work? This I assume, like, you get these, like, um, sex pollen stuff in, in your body, mm-hmm. and if you don't uh, fuck someone, you die. How do they know this? Like, is it... I don't know, maybe they, like... I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, your body has to get to, like, a certain heart rate or, like, temperature uh, or... It's, like, speed, but, like, body. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's where you make speed, but it has to be, like... You have to be constantly having sex. And uh, it still has Keanu Reeves in it. <laughs> well, obviously, yes. And we're the leads. <laughs> yes, both of us. <laughs> it's a one person's not enough, Reeves. <laughs> we're going to need two for this mission. <laughs> hey, the sex palm went up two nostrils, so you're going to have to have two women. <laughs> That's the logic here, Keanu. Get on board or get off this bus. That's right, we're still on a bus. <laughs> there wasn't enough alcohol McCoy could get his hands on to sufficiently numb the memories. The memory of his friends having sex, along with what the little gasps and moans Jim made did to his dick. <laughs> Spock groaned something in Vulcan. Do you know any Vulcan? No. <laughs> what does it even sound like? I, do, I have no idea. Yeah, when we're, we're not going to pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> Can it be Swedish? <laughs> sure, go for it. I'll, I'll do the sentence again. Spock, <laughs> Spock groaned something in Vulcan. At least be ready for yeah, it. Yeah, sorry, I was just... I have, I have, <laughs> I have to get into it. 
I guess we are going with that. Okay. McCoy froze. Blood shot straight downwards to his groin and damn it, there'd be no way to hide the bulge in his uniform pants. That straight-laced, rules-loving, emotionless, green-blooded alien was making uninhibited sex noises. (laughs) Sexy. How could he be expected not to get hard? Listening to that. Oh, I, I mean, I, I got hard doing that. Thing. I don't even have a penis and I got hard. <laughs> We're all just hard. He gripped the sides of his armrests while gently rocking hips pleaded for attention to his cock. That makes no sense. <laughs> he's just humping the chair. Yeah, he's just humping the air while sitting in a chair. <laughs> like, a, like a pervy rocking chair. <laughs> I mean, are any, like, if you see a man in a rocking chair, isn't it instantly kind of creepy? Yeah, actually, it's just a creepy piece of furniture. No one really has them anymore, do they? No. no you only ever see them in, like, antique shops next to, like, disturbing stuffed animals normally. Or, like, dolls. Yeah. Creepy, like, like a rocking chair plus a doll. Mm. That's a get-out-of-their room. Yeah. You know? Like, to be fair, like, they always describe it in the fan fiction. It's, like, all like all the characters, like, rock. They always rock their hips when they're horny. So maybe it's, like, I think just rocking is a perverted motion when there's no one else there and you're doing it to the air yeah yeah spock's noises were growing louder and more frequent (laughs) almost outdoing jim's and fuck mccoy never imagined spock being capable of such a thing he couldn't take it anymore the doctor pulled out his dick and furiously tugged and stroked himself spock and kirk both made their final noises of relief And their faint shadows collapsed together. The Vulcan rumbled something deep in his native tongue. I don't know why there's so much Spock in this. I'm so sorry. I don't think this I didn't know what Vulcan sounds like. I don't know how I could mumble something in it. That will do. Yeah, that'll do. And Jim said something that sounded dangerously close to, I love you. McCoy came. Quite sweet. That was that. That's what induced it. It's like, Aww. oh, they love each other. McCoy came, biting at his lip to muffle the noise. The pair moved about as to dress and clean up, and McCoy tried his best to wipe away his own evidence. Oh no! With a sanitary cloth, well, okay. which I assume means just a cloth. But to my head, he's wiping it away with like a pad. <laughs> See how many things I have. It's the most absorbent thing here. Shirtless and more than a little tussled. The two of them pulled away the curtain and Jim grinned. Want to get these off us bones? He asked, gesturing to the wires that attached them to the machines. One of Spock's obnoxious eyebrows shot up. I've just seen this sentence. Yeah. Doctor, you have ejaculated? Why is he Swedish? I don't, I don't know. Well, he's not going to be Swedish anymore, but I can tell you that. Good. Well, there's something like he has, so let's just keep it at that. There was something in his dark eyes that was somehow suggestive. And with the way Jim looked at Spock and then smiled at McCoy, changed his mind. That's 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 not us. I don't know what that means. I think there's a lot of eye contact going on and they're like, we all know you know you watched us, Spock, and we know you came yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the gist of the sentence. It's the gist of the sentence. Wee. This podcast has changed me and not for the better. (laughs) He might possibly be the luckiest doctor in all of Starfleet. Ooh, I love the Adaphora. Reverse of fortune, bitch! Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. That was good. It was like 
you know, it, it's all going to be consensual and nice, which is, sadly, shouldn't be such a hard thing to find, but, you know. Although, they don't they don't really know that McCoy's watching them. Yeah, true. And they're in an altered state, because they've got sex pollen. Yeah, true. What is the consent rules of sex pollen? I've no I, I mean, <laughs> sex pollen don't fall in our rules. <laughs> sex pollen. Surely all pollen sex pollen, because it's like reproductive stuff isn't oh it? yeah it's basically like flower sperm isn't yeah it? oh imagine like getting like flower jizz up your nose and having to fuck it out oh no that's the worst <laughs> sentence i've ever said <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't believe that came out of my mouth i, I think i just heard that little spot in hell opening up for you <laughs> I've heard, i just heard my mother's heart break <laughs> but she just doesn't know why <laughs> no she's just gonna be like uh, she always has like a bath on a sunday evening so she's just gonna be in the bath being like oh Oh no, I just no no explanation why. Also, I like the fact that this is what breaks your mother's heart, not the suggestion that the two of us are going to have a threesome with Keanu Reeves. No, she would be so proud. <laughs> oh yeah, true, good point. What mother wouldn't? Oh, it's Keanu yeah. Reeves. <laughs> Let's get everyone out on the edge. Anyway, that that was a that was a that was a keat. That's a keat. Yeah, That's a keat for me. That's a keat. Oh, I wonder if the rest of the episode's gonna gonna be this nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no. So, this story is called Alpha and Omega hmm. by Artemis Hunter 441. A Greek lover? Yeah. Hmm. We, we all know what the Greeks loved. Bombing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually a pretty good indication of this story. Um, so, firstly, we have a note. Um, weirdly aggressive from the author. Dear readers, this story is a one-shot, as you might have already seen. Don't expect me to write a second chapter. Oh, no one asked. <laughs> I like the, the presumption that this story is going to be so in demand that they're like, you know, the people are going to be baying for the sequel. <laughs> like George R. R. Martin, like, don't ask me to release uh, Hope of Spring too soon. <laughs> I'll die before that happens. I think it's a dream of spring. Don't come at me. Yeah, it's, just... it's fine. <clears throat> but this actually has like a title within the title. <clears throat> a match made... In the heaven of love. That it's a lovely title, but it's not apt for what we're about to read. It sounds like the really rough first draft working title of a bad rom com. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's like Matthew McConaughey's the lead in it. Yeah, it's like competitive snap or something, you know, like guess who, you know. <clears throat> Spock was in one of Enterprise's science labs. <laughs> okay. That's funny about that. <laughs> just like there isn't really another kind of lab all labs are science labs yeah, a medical lab yeah that's a kind of science could be a chocolate lab <laughs> he was in a labrador hey we've read worse things <laughs> yeah actually too bad well the first story just dog fucking so yeah fair <clears throat> spock was in one of enterprise's science labs when he smelt the attractive scent he wanted to ignore it but his body moved on its own jesus Mm. <laughs> Outside the science labs, the half Vulcan found that more officers were acting strange, both male and female. All of them were growling and expelled pheromones. It's a pheromone story. I <laughs> yeah. love pheromone stories. <laughs> oh, that's not how they work. His own body went through a likewise process. But his pheromones were far stronger than those of the other officers. But how do pheromones work? Not like this. No. I think it, I I think it's just like if you know in the animal kingdom, like 
if something's in heat, they like leave like scent markings in places, and, like you know, yeah, like say like, if it's like a cat or something, they can like follow where like to where the cat is. Right, but yeah, I assume it's like they spray and then they're like, mm, she's horny, and then they yeah, yeah, there, basically, yeah. It's, it yeah. doesn't like doesn't just like emit it it's like a gaseous cloud <laughs> no you don't just like toots and pheromones and drive every man crazy <laughs> well, um, god I wish that's how dating works oh, just toot in the general direction see who comes <laughs> oh we sad no one came then you just then you just farted yeah just farting alone <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna be the title of my memoir <laughs> farting alone oh But his pheromones were far stronger than those of the other officers, which was most likely the explanation why they watched him cautiously when taking several steps backwards. Okay. (laughs) Spock followed the smell of the sweet scent, smelling to him like the flowers from his mother's garden and the breeze of wind in San Francisco. Why would a smell you associate with your mum make you super horny? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's kind of okay. Mm, okay, mum's garden. Yes. Oh, oh Jesus. No. Yeah, I heard my mum's heart break <laughs> saying that. <laughs> it was a compelling smell, unlike anything he'd ever smelt before. The closer he came to the smell, the more he felt his primal urges float to the surface. As he stood before the room where the pheromones came from, he was shocked to notice. He stood before the captain's private bedchamber. Oh, surprise, surprise, it's Kirk. Why not make a more inventive <laughs> pairing fanfiction? I want to see Spock and like some sort of like sentient gas nebula. Mmm, <laughs> nebulous. <laughs> the nebula smelled like my mother's <laughs> lavender perfume and it made me instantly hard. <laughs> oh, this is weird, I thought, but chose to ignore it completely. The gaseous cloud seemed to admit pheromones, but it was just more gas, so who's to say? The gaseous cloud then took the shape of my mother's face, which only made me more hard. He was shocked to notice he stood before the captain's private bedchamber. And it was locked. Curious, the Vulcan said, going to his own chambers before entering the captain's through the bedroom. Nope, through the bedroom. If you know what I mean. I mean anus. Well, you don't want to read the rest. Oh no! Oh my God! Anus is in the next line. <laughs> Escalated so quickly. He locked the bathroom door behind him to secure that no one else could enter. The captain laid there on his bed, sweating heavily. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> that was just me in the summertime this year. <laughs> well, I hope not for the next part of the sentence. The captain laid there on his bed, sweating heavily, while pushing and pulling something green in and out of his anus. How do they know me so well? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my good lord. Moaning as the movement was made. The pheromones were expelled through the sweat. The only thing that makes pheromones better is if they're sweaty pheromones. Mm -mm. Spock had to stop himself from pouncing right onto the human. But the temptation was enormous. Kirk opened his eyes, finding the Vulcan's heated gaze. Spock, he moaned. Help me. <laughs> I would like to point out every word in this has been, like, has a full stop after it. So if I say it funny, that's why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I do? Wait, is, like, 
No, but you'll spark your luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know that really came out like Shatner. <laughs> Sorry. But the really, what, how else do I say that? Yeah, yeah I do. What yeah. can I do? His voice began to stutter, his eyes roaming over the naked body that was lying only five feet away from him in the dimmed artificial light. To be fair, so if, if actually I was being Shatner, I should be going, I know, you are Alpha. Please help me to find relief. <laughs> Wait, is he calling him Alf? Like, Alf? Yeah. like, as in, like, that's a weird incel language. Yeah, I think so. God, this is bizarre, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> this was the moment that the half Vulcan pounced straight onto the bed, covering the naked body with his own. His clothing was gone, skin now touching skin. <laughs> Wait, did he take off his clothes while he was mid jump? That is impressive. He just ripped it off. I mean, they are those weird bodysuits. So I'm like, they're difficult to take off. Oh my god, yeah. He just ripped it off in midair, like, like mid flight. <laughs> And landed on him as a nude man. <laughs> I started this jumper clothed man. By the end, I was nude. <laughs> I have become a nude man. <laughs> James was mewling beneath him, which caused Spock to growl lustfully. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the image of this sentence is so good. The first officer grabbed the sex toy and threw it across the room. I'm just imagining it's quite like gelatinous and just like slaps a wall and just slowly like plop, plop, plops down to the floor. Like, we ever see the like slow motion videos of like dildos flying through the air? Yes! That's what I'm imagining. I want to shoot this like, like a, well, I was going to say softcore porn, it's not soft. Um, if, if I wanted to shoot this romantically, I just have like that in real slow mo, like flying across the room. Ooh. <laughs> Captain Kirk was emitting even more pheromones, causing the half Vulcan's pupils to dilate until they were fully black. Fucking hell. <laughs> Spock, he moaned, thrusting upwards against the green cock. Wait, wait, Spock's not green. Yeah, wait, what? I think he has green blood, but is that maybe it's so engorged that it's like kind of faintly well, green. Well, I think because like, the, they described the sex toy as green, but I thought they just threw it across the room. So yeah, it must be his dick, but why is his dick green? <laughs> I mean, the least weird thing in the story, that's just... Yeah, true. <clears throat> Spock roared at the sensation, shoving himself straight inside the open hole. Oh, jeez. It was so tight around him, sucking him deeper in. <sighs> like a vacuum. No. <laughs> no one can hear you scream. And <laughs> the vacuum of Kirk's anus. As soon as the Vulcan was inside... Kirk switched their positions, straddling the other man's hips before he began bouncing on the cock. I just thought of a pun before that, and I didn't say it in time, but I feel like I need to say it now, but it just it doesn't make any sense. Okay, go on the stars. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Not the worst thing. <laughs> oh, starship Tainter Bryce. <laughs> Could that be the title of the show? <laughs> I, I can't interrupt Ruby mid-flow, but this needs to be said. It needs to be said. Starship Tainter Prize. <laughs> All aboard the Starship Tainter Prize. I'm sorry, carry on. <clears throat> the science officer watched his new mate bounce on his cock, seductively and with an unknown grace. He switched them again, pounding his mate into the mattress. <laughs> the mattress. The mattress. Into the madrasa. <laughs> it's the madras curry. <laughs> Kirk sleeps on a bed of madras curry. 
Yeah, he's skin, you know. Explains his dad bod. Yeah. James messes trusts with an equal needing pace, his hazel eyes staring at him seductively. You will be mine, James. Spock growled. Yes. Ah, uh, yours? The captain moaned. There's no question mark. Oh, there. sorry, this is... <laughs> yours? <laughs> I guess yeah, I don't leave it as the initial interpretation. I'm not gonna leave it as the initial interpretation. <laughs> okay, cool. I like that you've put in an element of doubt. Yeah. I like that delivery. It adds nuance to the character. Yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't know you felt this way about me, Spark. Like that's that's what I imagine. Okay, okay. definitely just didn't like misread the exclamation mark. The Vulcan felt the base of his cock swell, the knot forming, with a particular hard trust. Okay. <laughs> And with a particular hard trust, the swelling knot pushing past the entrance's muscle. See, this is this is kind of disturbing because um, me and my mum's like got more of an Irish accent than me. Yeah. And so she can't pronounce th's. Uh. So she would say thrust like trust. Oh. So I can only imagine my mum writing this. No. <laughs> we just go and, ma- you know, when Mandy was taking these baths on a Sunday, we know what she was doing. Oh my doing. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's never watched Star Trek, but no. <laughs> He roared and bit down on the pheromone glands. Okay. What? 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 I guess they're like in his neck or something? Yeah, maybe. I love he just bit too hard and just like arterial blood starts like spurting (laughs) it. Kirk arched his back, pushing his body into the alpha and moved his head to the other side of the bite. Is this like a, it's just like a weird dog thing. I think, like, I remember, I think I saw somewhere like, like in the fan fiction tropes page somewhere there was like, about Alpha and Omega is like a turn they use, I think, for the dominant, like, it's like I think Alpha's obviously a dominant, Omega's like the more submissive one in the sort of BDSM stories, I oh. think. But I've never heard of them actually calling each other Alpha and Omega. Like, all I can think of is that, like, that shitty animated movie about wolves that was out, like, seven years ago or something. But I assume that's not referring to that. It could be. <laughs> this is really big fans. The skin was broken and slightly bleeding. Oh, I was joking about biting him. <laughs> Spock lapped up the red blood as they came down from their copulation. Ugh. Jim's right hand cupped Spock's left cheek and kissed his lips. Thank you. I wouldn't have wanted to share this with any other. Please, don't leave. You were exquisite. I will never be able to find another. The Vulcan said, nipping at the human's neck. May I have your mind? What? (laughs) (laughs) They can mind meld? Oh, right, okay. Yes, take what you need. The first officer rose his hand, his fingers sliding onto the meld points. My mind to your mind. My thoughts to your thoughts. The mindscape he entered was bright like the Vulcan sun and calming like the Terran seas. This was his mate. This was Jim. Oh, fuck, how do you pronounce that? (sighs) Give it a go. Yep. <laughs> James. Tla. <laughs> Thala. Tala. Tahala. Tahalia. I thought the beginning of the fucking Lion King. Tahalia. Tahalia. The beginning of the year. I'm just going to call him Tyler. Tyler. James. Tyler. You shall never be alone. I will be with you as we are one forever. This was the Vulcan's promise as their telepathic bond formed. Months later, the captain of the USS Enterprise gave birth to twin boys. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! 
were shocked when they saw the bond bite on the captain's sweatland and the baby's pointed ears. That's the weirdest fucking sentence I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. One, about two words and that actually made sense to me. <laughs> it meant that only one person could be the other father, the cold and emotionless machine of a Vulcan. The first officer was there, holding his firstborn son, who they had named Sonak. <laughs> Sorry, it's so weird. <laughs> It just sounds like they combined Sony and Kodak. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was just thinking some sort of shitty electronic company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where'd you get that DVD player? Oh, it's just a Sony. Sonax, like the yeah. off-brand piece one. of shit. Sonax. Like oh, when they, they want us to do the same product, but can't use the brand name. Yes. While the captain was holding his other son, Sevel. So I mean, that's more of a name. More, yeah. For many of the crew, this was a great shock. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> they were like, what? Cook, give birth. <laughs> I assume out of his butthole. Yeah. Most of those were also quite angry at the Vulcan for taking the human while in heat. Wait, who was in heat? Was it Kirk that was... Kirk was in heat. But he's a human. That doesn't happen, does it? No. <laughs> I don't know why I had to ask. Of course it doesn't happen. Yeah. I feel like have someone would have told me before now. Have you ever been in heat? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Has someone ever come in? You're just furiously pumping that green... <laughs> like throw it across the room <laughs> and let's make love to you now fertile woman <laughs> then someone like fully bites my artery out yeah and mm. then i just give birth to twins and call them dumb fuck names <laughs> that's one of the names dumb fuck <laughs> dumb fuck <laughs> they thought the bond had been forced only few know it was requited love Fuh. Fuh. <laughs> what did you think of that <laughs> i mean it's not it's fine i don't know i mean honestly like my standard for fa- like it's fallen so low where it's just like is it is it not rape fantastic <laughs> great job sweet i mean it comes i think under the same philosophical dilemma of sex pollen yeah where one person's not fully like is it like because the heat is that you know that is that kind of altering their mind mm. but i guess also to be fair they can literally they melt mind they alter their minds but Anyway, we're not going to get into the philosophy of Star Trek. <laughs> Can you imagine being that crew that's just like, what the... Like, you're, you're, you're so far from home and, like, you can't really do anything about it. And you have to just be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and, like... Some... So, like, this, there's no laws anymore. Yeah, and, like, now a captain can give birth and for some reason we're all horny for it. Like, okay. Can you imagine the day after this where everyone's just, like, all sexed out. Yeah. And just being like... What, what happened? Well, that's the thing, though. What do they do? Do they just kind of skulk a bit until, like, then, you know, because I, I assume he stops expelling the pheromones once he's been bitten and they fucked. So then did everyone... Oh, I thought everyone was, like... I thought it was, like, the general human mating season, so, like, everyone's, like, banging? No, I think, like, right, what I gathered was, like, Kirk's horny and he's expelling so much pheromones that, like... Oh, okay. Everyone else... That's to... got to be a workplace health issue. Yeah. If you know you're gonna like be trapped in a like a, a fully like hermetically sealed, like basically building, and you're gonna make everyone horny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he did lock the doors to make sure no one came in for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, only so he could fuck him and fuck him alone. <laughs> no, no. Kirk locked his door. Oh right. So he's like, oh, I know this is gonna happen. I don't want anyone of my crew to to bang me. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lock the door yeah, and get it over with. Yeah. Just get you know knock on out and. You know, just for everyone's yeah, sake. Crack out a wank, it'll all be fine. Crack out a wank for the team. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the Klingons attacked at that moment? Like, he'd be more than useless. <laughs> That's the prime time to attack. They're just like, wait, wait till Kirk's in season. Yeah, like, oh, now <laughs> they'll all be bombing. 
<laughs> or would it just make the rest of the crew like super aggressive because they're just like really sexually frustrated? Yeah, so it'd be like it'd probably be a good like good idea to take it to like if they were attacking like not on the ship if they're just shooting at the ship like because no one's at the control station. No, so no, no, no. Fucking, but if they tried to storm the ship, that would be a whole other story. Oh no, they'd be ripped to pieces. Yeah, or like maybe they'd all just have a massive orgy and they'd find peace. Or they just like keep throwing sex toys at them till they left. <laughs> oh god. Sadunk. Stop. It's my favourite image. It's my favourite image. You know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep it for that. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it. Keep it. Yeah. yeah. Funny visuals. Uh, just a bit bit weird biology. Yeah. Happy ending. Yeah. What yeah. do you need? I think yeah, I think it's I think it's a key. Right, so after that lovely happy story. Yay. Disturbing. Oh no. Disturbing horror. Oh no. I think, I oh, know, I haven't really read the full way through yet. I just read a couple of lines and I was like, this is it. This yeah. is the one for me. This is the one. This one is called Vulcan Skin by Miss Nudge. Hmm. Miss Nudge. Miss Nudge. Yeah, and the avatar's um, original era Spock looking kind of sassy. Hmm. Isn't like, what? Hmm. What did you just say? Hmm. And this is just, the description is the main thing that drew it to me. So I was scrolling and I was like, hmm, what's this about? Mm. After being imprisoned in the Klingon jail, Spock and Kirk form a complex involving the other's tight skin. What? Exactly. <laughs> what? It's nearly Halloween. Oh, no. Let's make it spooky. Oh, God. So the, the sort of um, writer's notes at the beginning are really great. Um, attention. Fluff. Cuteness, angst, but it's cute. Oof, I'm rambling, so on with it, yeah? Wow, that was a journey. <laughs> it's not even over yet. Anyway, my take on the flesh spot called skin. What the fuck is this Pedro Mojo? <laughs> I don't know. It gets weirder as well. Oh, <laughs> a lot of slash ahead, turn back if male, male ain't your thing. Right. And now I think it starts. That was, okay. I think that was the writer's note. Right, but we're... there's no differentiation, so maybe it's not. I'm glad we're prepared. James T. Kirk stared and stared and stared at his first officer's skin, the way it stretched over his broad chest, only getting that supple view when they were imprisoned a few months earlier. So they've been in prison for like a few months. So they've obviously just gone insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The skin moved along the Vulcan, sliding across the muscles of Spock like a languid contortionist. Jim knew that Spock's chest was covered in black hair and he burned to become rug burned with the alien. Spock's legs were long and lanky, covered in a subtext of muscle. <laughs> I love that as a phrase. A subtext of muscle. Well, that's what, like, if I go on date gaps, that's what I'm going to put as what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a subtext of muscle. I don't want it to be obvious. I just want it to be, like, there under the surface, you know? I mean, everyone has a subtext. Yeah, muscle. literally, yes. <laughs> you really had to look for the bulging cords, only visible when Spock ran. I bet he's running a lot <laughs> from you. <laughs> Spock's neck was slender, but not of pencil quality. <laughs> the upper neck sometimes skittered with black hush. No idea. I think it means he might be have like a hairy neck. Right, it's like, oh, you know, like, because they shave men. Maybe he meant, maybe they? they meant bush instead of hush. Yeah, yeah. Only when the Vulcan neglected to groom, which was almost never. James T. Kirk was many thing. <laughs> he had many loves and hobbies, but he knew he only had one obsession. Spock's skin. Ooh. 
What? No! Oh, I don't like where this is going. All of it was beautiful, with its green hue and black hush. Wait, hue is spelt like the man hue. <laughs> he just has a small green man named Hugh that he keeps, like, lives on him. <laughs> it's a tattoo of a small green man called Hugh. Aww. Kirk loved the rare time Spock would bend over far enough that you could just see the beginning of his buttocks. <laughs> it's called his crack, okay? His trousers aren't high enough. Also, though, I don't know where there's a weird all-in-one, like, suity thing, so how are they seeing his butt crack anyway? I don't know, maybe they've got different prison clothes or something. Uh, maybe they've got like a like loincloth yeah, or something, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Jim would fantasise about the skin on Spock's ass. How it had to strain to withhold the bulging globes. <laughs> Do you ever go see that the body ex like exhibition where they like have all this like you know muscles get like statues and stuff like that? I haven't seen it, but I have seen the posters. It feels like I feel like I'm reading someone wanking off in that exhibition. God, yeah, just no. (laughs) Sorry, they keep spelling Hugh as in Hugh, the man. (laughs) How the hue of Spock's skin would darken as he laid eyes upon the hard phallus. Erect obscenely, leaking silky Vulcan pre-cum. In Jim's imagination, when Spock reached an impending climax, his skin would ripple and contort. What? The velvet cock and balls being stained with thick, hot Vulcan milk. (laughs) Thick, Um, hot Vulcan milk. milk. Also, I can't think of anything more like... I can't think of a technically not, like, fine image being more disturbing than milk on velvet. Uh, yeah, it's like, like there's definitely nothing wrong with it, but I'm like, also, oh. I've never heard cock and balls described as velvet. <laughs> maybe that's what um, Vulcans have, or maybe it's, it's like a down, oh, like suede, <laughs> <laughs> like a su- yeah, yeah, blue suede cock. cock. There's so many episode titles coming out yeah, thick and fast, yeah. like the hot Vulcan milk. <laughs> this was Jim's favorite fantasy. He even had a name for it. Falcon skin. Have you ever named a fantasy? <laughs> no, it's like he's got them like like on VHS and he's got them all titled. Yeah. Oh, what will I get out this evening? Oh, I feel like a bit of Vulcan skin. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some hot Vulcan milk tomorrow. I have a hot Vulcan milk before bed. I think. Yeah. He viewed his mind as an ever reeling pornography movie, and Spock was his jet black bombshell. <laughs> Jim had had troubling withholding these feelings ever since he was imprisoned with Spock. When these men had returned to the Enterprise, both knew neither of them were the same. It was the sight of each other's skin. So they're back on the Enterprise now. Mm. Okay, that's it. They've been in prison. So they were in prison, and they were like, ooh, we're very naked, but we didn't do anything near each other, and I can't stop thinking about it now. I'm back. (laughs) That was a good summary. Jim's barrel-chested torso made Spock pant. Spock's lean, hushed top made Jim cream his pretty pants. Cream has pretty <laughs> pants. Cream is pretty, pretty pants. pants. <laughs> pretty pants. I'm going to use that as an expression now. Oh, that made me cream my pretty pants. <laughs> it kind of sounds like those weird phrases you get oh. like, oh, that boiled my parsnips. <laughs> yeah, no, that really creamed my pretty pants. <laughs> That's what it did. Just imagine a little pink frilly number, you know. Oh, imagine, like, I kind of, you would use it in like a context where you've been like really pissed off by something, I assume. yeah, yeah. yeah. Both of them knew they had guilty pleasures. Neither of them, however, knew that the guilty pleasure was the other. Uh, do you want to reprise in your Spock? <laughs> Please don't make me do this. No, you don't. Do Please don't do this. Captain, I have informed Dr. McCoy that. 
spot trailed off. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought something really funny happened. Um, we did like a shoot the other week, and um, we had to get someone with an American accent. Oh. Um, but we got like this Irish girl. Um, but she had an American friend, so she got her to like record the lines and send them to her, oh. so she could see like what it would sound like. And um, one of the lines was, oh, "I guess it says good, but as in like cut off." Yeah. But the this girl came back in the recording like, "Well, I guess this is good B." <laughs> and we all just sat around and laughed at it. It was really funny. Yeah. Guess this is good B. Guess this is good B. Just imagine holding one good B. <laughs> I guess this is good B. This is good job. <laughs> Did you just kiss the tiny B? Yeah. It's just B Made baby. me cream my pretty pants. Oh no. Spock trailed off as he gave his captain a once over. Spock being the I don't know how to say this, like it says being the logical being that he was, but before logical, they have ill in parentheses. So it's like ill logical being that he was. Yeah, so they're saying he thinks he's logical, but he's being illogical because he's so horny. Right, yeah, got you. Had barged into the captain's quarters without permission, having known the override code prior. Spock was skilled. Mr. Spock, is there something I can help you with? Jim, sm- oh, that was too angry. Yeah. <laughs> Jim smiled. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jim smiled. <laughs> oh, sorry. <sighs> Mr. Spock, is there something I can help you with? Jim smiled, looking at Spock through tasseled, wet, blonde locks. Uh, I think they mean tousled, not tasseled. Yeah, tasseled. It's just like a little, like, one of those little fringe, fringy jackets. <laughs> uh, I will come back, Captain. I seem to be interrupting something. Jim's smile became wider. Come on, Commander. I know that look. What is it? It's the skin, isn't it, Spock? You want to touch it, lick, taste it, don't you, Commander? You want to bite it, cut it, ah! break me open for all the world to see. No! Yeah, baby, I know. Me too. No, no one does that. Who would? That, that went from zero to a, like, get out of my house so yeah. quickly. No, I think Spock just wants to bum. He doesn't want to cut your skin open. I think this is subtext, though, because it's in italics. Yeah. I don't think he's actually saying it. Yeah, no, this is... No, well, no, that's um, that's his thoughts, isn't it? It's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I know you want it, but in a really creepy way. <laughs> oh, my God. Why does he want to, like, break himself open? <laughs> break me open, daddy. <laughs> break me open, murder daddy. <laughs> it is nothing important, sir. I'll come back in a more preferable hour. This hour is ideal, Mr. Spock. Talk to me. Jim sat down in his bed, motioning for Spock to sit on the floor across from him. Fucking alpha move. Oh, baller. Spock sat, crossing his legs and planting his hand on his lap. Sir, I'm not very sure what you wish to talk about. The captain huffed. Both you and I know that is bullshit, Spock. I know you need to tell me something. It is nothing of importance, sir. Believe me. Bullshit! (laughs) Tell me, Spock. Tell me now. I know what you're feeling. I felt it too. Kirk was flushed, leaning off the edge of the bed to stick his nose closer to the Vulcan. <laughs> smelling the horny smell... <laughs> no, not even horny. Smelling the homey smell of Vulcan spices. <laughs> that sentence like, took me on such a journey. <laughs> I thought it was going to be pheromones again. He just smells like a nice spice. <sighs> Spock looked up, his eyes widening, his breath becoming a shallow pant. The silken skin became a sage green... The black eyebrows rose in anticipation. Captain, I have seemed to form an obsession. A complex, if you will. Something so outlandish, I 
Not even I can put logic to it. The captain moved his head and brushed his lips against the tip of Spock's pointed right ear. Oh. <laughs> it's the skin, isn't it, Spock? It's <laughs> no, not! Spock, no! <laughs> oh. You want to be under my very flesh. No. To taste me, bite me, kiss me hard. You want to rip me open and live inside me, don't you, Spock? Admit, baby, you want my skin. <laughs> now you see why I picked this one. Oh my god, no. I just, what the fuck? No. <laughs> no. Oh, have, you ever, have you never seduced a man with the phrase, you want to rip me open and live inside me, don't you? Oh, all the time. I can't stop using it, in fact. <laughs> Admit, baby, you want my skin. That always works for me at the bar. Yeah. Spock was trembling at the captain's speech. You're no fucking wonder. <laughs> he left his hands up and grabbed Jim's upper arm, kneading the flesh, nails digging in, blood erupting from the marks. Jim, please, I can't take this. I want to be inside you. Then kiss me, Commander, that's an order. The alien grabbed Jim's face and pulled the already almost naked body on top of him. That's not been mentioned in the... It's never mentioned he was naked before this. <laughs> Wait, because they said... Oh, he said his hair was wet, but they never said like... Oh, he's come out the shower. So he must be like in a towel, I reckon. Uh, oh, flinging the nauseating towel off the human. Babe. Nauseating towel? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's the least weird thing. This. Yeah. I'm just gonna... yeah. Spock's lips crushed Jim's, licking him open and swirling his alien tongue through Jim's mouth in a frenzied dance of figure eights. Do people actually figure eight when they tongue kiss? I hope not. No, guys, no. I mean, well, I mean, this isn't the worst thing to critique out of this story, but also... Um, Don't do that. No. Spock planted kisses on Jim's face, nipping the swell of cheeks and licking over the closed eyelids <laughs> like he was branding the human his. <laughs> You know, like when you're, you get hot and heavy, like, oh yeah, baby, I'm gonna lick your eyelids. I'm breaking you, bad bitch. What a weird thing to do. Why would you do that? Why would you lick an eyelid? This is so gross. As if to say, private property, trespassers will be nerve pinched, survivors will be pinched again. <laughs> Sorry, it's gone really medieval. Yay, James Kirk belonged to Spock. Yay. <laughs> Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> James Kirk belonged to Spock. They both had known that for years. Spock, what are you doing? Jim moaned as Spock flicked his tongue against the captain's puckered hole. The highest form of trust. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, uh, this definitely requires a lot of trust. I think, I think rimming does require a lot of trust, yeah. to be it's fair. The highest act. form of trust. I don't know. <laughs> then we should get world leaders to do it at summits, just so we know. Yeah, so you know, like, was it, was it, I was saying, um, the, there's a lyric of Run the Jewels as it sting the t- stick the tongue up in my ass better. Show me who you're fucking with. Imagine now saying that to, like, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I have imagined saying yeah. that to Justin Trudeau. Get in my ass, Justin. <laughs> just pouring maple syrup on myself. Yes. Like, I've read about your customs. <laughs> There's no tariff on this pussy. Also, um, I've just read the line that you have to say next. <laughs> I believe humans call this rimming, sir. Yeah, this woman an Oscar. <laughs> I'd like to thank my mother. <laughs> I'd like to apologise to my mother. 
Okay. Oh, no, nah, I mean, mine's not much better. Oh, oh, not there, Spock. It's, it's too much. Nonsense, James. I believe you are very capable of handling such intimate acts. Spock said, flicking his tongue out and slowly pushing it into James' greedy hole. Greedy hole. Oh, Lord. The captain moaned. Spock pulled back. It's a shame you cannot view yourself, Captain. The way your greedy skin sucks in my tongue so willingly. Like you have been waiting for my tongue all your life. You know that moment when you just feel like your life's been building up to it? Yeah, my asshole has been waiting for this tongue all my life. He's peaked. He's just, he's peaked. That's going to be my wedding vows. (laughs) Jim moaned and pushed back. Stick your mouth on me, Spock. Just fuck me. Anything. Need your skin on mine. Patience. It was always an illogical virtue. No no need to get intellectual, Spock. You got your tongue in his ass. (laughs) Does he say this whilst in in the ass? He's like, patience. It was always a logical virtue. (laughs) I love it when you talk in my ass, Spock. (laughs) Whispering sweet nothings into my my ass. ass. Spock murmured, kissing the human's hole and then spitting into his hand. Unbuckling his pants and pushing them down, he slicked up his cock. What do you... Oh, no, not this... I think this is a term of endearment Spock has for... Oh, uh, right. Okay. Kirk. What do you want? To Tyler. <laughs> it just sounds like Tyler. <laughs> it's just like... It's got that slight to apostrophe, like yeah. in the, um, to uh, Black Panther. It sounds like, like a Lovecraft kind yeah. of... To Hyla. To Hylia. To Hylia. What do you want, Cthulhu? <laughs> I want to be rimmed. <laughs> I love that. Like, the only reason Cthulhu like, wants to destroy the world and is so angry is just like no one's rimmed him yet. That's where he comes up out of the sea to get and everyone's like, oh, is it world domination? What is it? And he's just like, just wants someone to rim me. Yeah, it just like so happens like accidentally like a whale just happened to be passing by and like suddenly so rims on me. He's like, oh, actually, I was just... It's the same way like people are like, oh, I was just hangry. It's like, I, I was just waiting to be rimmed. My bad guy. <laughs> I'm just rim green, you know? Yeah, rim green. <laughs> we should start a dictionary for the podcast. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> you, only you, Spock. Spock clicked his tongue. <laughs> Linguistics degree right there. Yeah. <laughs> you have me, James. You must be a bit more specific than that. Jim moaned an attempt to push back onto the Vulcan's blushed green cock. But not succeeding. Oh no. No core strength. <laughs> Jeez, what is... I need you to fuck me, goddammit. Stick oh, fine, I can't even say <laughs> Stick that hot green cock up into my skin like you live for it, Spock. Because fuck, baby, I know you do. With that, Spock pushed all the way into Jim, hitting the human's prostate, and Jim moaned like a cock whore. Oh, <laughs> uh... I bring this on myself. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Why is it more? Oh, Spock. Need your flesh, baby. Come on harder, Spock. Fuck, love your cock inside me. Be quiet, James. You are filthy. (laughs) (laughs) He said what we were all thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Good good for Spock. (laughs) That's just something a really good catchphrase. I don't know. (laughs) Quiet, James. You are filthy. Jim moaned but stayed silent. 
Spock pulled Jim onto his lap and then bounced the human up and down on his wet cock. Jim lolled his head back onto Spock's shoulder and relished the feeling of Spock's skin against his. <coughs> Jim, to Hyla, a shyam. Let go, love. Come for me. I just thought, like, when you were saying a shyam, it just sounded like lahayam. Yeah. It's <laughs> on a chair and just, like, bouncing up and down. Jim obeyed on cue, letting himself go his cum spurting over Spock's near-invisible hand that had been jerking him off in time with the hot thrusts. Jim's walls tightened around Spock's cock, milking the Vulcan of his hot heat, his cum coating Jim's insides, filling him up so he purred. Is he a car? (laughs) Would it make it weirder? No. No? Both men lay there on the floor, covered in common sweat, blood, and leaked tears on Jim's part. Oh. <laughs> I feel so full, Jim murmured, rubbing his belly lightly. <laughs> oh, boy, that was a filling Ooh, bobbing. I couldn't possibly have dessert. That was, that was too much. <laughs> too much hot Vulcan milk. <laughs> so rich. Spock moaned quietly, shifting over to gather the human in his arms. I love the feel of you, Tahila. You feel so nice from the inside. Yay, your skin. We must share a complex. The human giggled. <laughs> Spock looked down at him and smiled. Indeed. Finice. That's how it ends. It ends with finice Gen- and then an exclamation mark. Genuinely finice. Finice. Uh, I'm going to... That needs to be yeeted into a cleansing fire. Like, <laughs> put in the airlock and yeeted into space. Yeah. Oh, God. Let that collapse from its own pressure. <laughs> the thing was, like, once it got to the fucking, it was just fairly normal. It's just nothing really to do with the skin. It was just them burning. It was just the weirdest prelude <laughs> I've ever read. Yeah, that was like. From the surface, you probably like it. Probably seems like a like to spark. It probably seems like a normal banging, but for Jim, he's just got like a weird fetish of someone like wearing his skin. Wear me like a coat, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god! Yeah, that's it. yeah. That's that's you know a yeet when you see it. Yeah, and that's a yeet. We don't have anything more to say. No, no, I'm speechless. Oh, this is the outro. It's been it's been it's been a journey. I'm glad you came on. Oh, it's almost like the journeys they have on the Starship Enterprise. I think you mean Starship Tater Prize. I know what I said. <laughs> Starship Tater Prize. You, tr- you you think of a better one. Um, hmm. So yeah, and to be fair, enter is quite a weird word to try and like shoehorn a sort of pun in. Like, it's got to be something with prize. I'll think. I'll get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ruby's going to go away for six hours now and, and workshop some puns. Yeah, you'll see on this week on the Twitter. <laughs> just be me, just con- all I'll tweet is just no contacts. I'll just be like, SS Enterprise. <laughs> SS Denterprise. <laughs> BDSM Enterprise. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Star Trek fan fiction in general? Do you think you get an idea of the, the community from the stories we read? Yeah, I think the thing is we read all of the... Because obviously it's separated. So I think we read all the original series. Um, I don't know if like the new film would have some... like I think there is a lot. There is a lot there. I think Star Trek pretty much originated fan mm. fiction. 
So I think there's a lot of stuff out there and lots of Spock and Kirk. I read um, a good article about um, fan fiction relates to with Star Wars as well. Really? So what is it about like men in space? People are like, what if they bummed? It's like the possibility, like the fact there's a possibility of aliens and various things you could do. Yeah. And it's like, nope, two human men. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, the two human men. <laughs> Maybe it's because they're so far away from like, earth and like sort of norms and social customs i think it's like science fiction is a really ripe sort of genre because it has stuff like sex pollen and like actual things like ponfar where it's uh, you know they force characters to have like oh no they're in a a, in sexual situations yeah exactly like the possibilities of science fiction allow for the possibilities of a lot of weird boners like basically love devices um, which is quite a nice name for it, I realise. Love devices. Love devices. By Ruby. Yeah, that would be my sex toy range. You need to sell that on Etsy. Yeah. Just fun little prints on a dildo. To hell with totes. The yeah. money's in butt plugs. The money is in butt plugs. You're There's right. always money in the butt plug stand. <laughs> it's in the butt plugs. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I really I had a lot of fun, Star yeah. Trek. I also love them. A lot of people's like, avatars... Um, on fanfiction.net were like um photoshops of of Spock and Kirk. Aww. Um sort of like embracing with their shirts off and stuff. <laughs> wow. Um which I appreciate. I think like, you know, you really gotta that's really putting your stamp out. Yeah. On like this is the content you're gonna get yeah. from me. No games here. <laughs> no. But yeah, that was that was fun. I hope I never encounter sex pollen. No, seems yeah. to you seem to sweat a lot. Yeah, it, like even more than I normally do, and that's not great. <laughs> no, Ruby's a sweaty woman. Just, I'm just. I don't let her touch any of the the like the laptop or the phone or anything in this because it's just like I have to be strapped to the chair, otherwise I'd slide right off. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I always do that in Echoes because um, the chairs are really uh, metallic yeah. and they're yeah. only high up, and I just slip right off. It's them. like high metal stools. It's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Also, Echoes, you want to sponsor us? Yeah, we all? used to eat in you all the time. I literally ate in you like two days ago. I really don't like the phrase eat in you. Yeah, it's not good, is it? I meant to say we frequented your restaurant. <laughs> we did not mean anything inappropriate. But if you want to sponsor this highly inappropriate podcast, we love A weird pizza. decision, but yeah. go for it. You yeah. know, you can get a coffee and a croissant for 12 pm for like two pounds. Yeah, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, <laughs> weird plugs. <laughs> Actually, um, I haven't had it goes in ages. Do you want to go at some point? Yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so if anyone out there wants to sponsor us, so, um, <laughs> we are the least brand safe thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, do you bet Love Honey or Anne Summers? We are. Oh yeah. We are more than happy. Or um. Or like um, uh, how to make your own skin kit dot com. Yeah. Um, Mills and Boom. You're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah. The uh, sort of a sex garden center. Yeah. Where all yeah. the pollen is kept. <laughs> Where can people find us on social media? Uh, so you can find us on Twitter at at NSF writing. NSF writing. Oh, just burnt a little bit. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll be uploading lots of sexy content. What are we on Facebook? We are not safe for writing, all spelled out. Yeah, no initials. Um, you can find us on there. Um and yeah, I think that's that's all. Oh, and if you want to follow us personally on Twitter, I am at Ruby Martin Art. I'm at Moran Emma. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Cheers, babes. Bye. See you later on. I'm opening my phone. Oh no, it's meant to Siri. Oh fuck off, Siri.
And we're going to close it down. My thumb is too sweaty to open up the fingerprint ID. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>